Whatever it is you want to do in life, you'll be able to do. It's always you versus you. That it doesn't matter how old you are, how young you are, you can achieve anything that you set your mind to. Spend the rest of your natural life waking up and going after it. This is my purpose, and you will not stop me. You are listening to Mojo Sports. Yeah, hello and welcome to Mojo Sports, our Women in League show, Episode 7. My name's Dan Frost, and as always, I'm joined by the best panel in the business. Tonight, we've got a full house. We've got Stacey, we've got Pierre, and we have to welcome uh, Tasha to your first show on the Women in League show. Uh, Great to have you on board. Always exciting to be here. Thanks, Dan. No, it's uh, it's going to be a lot of fun this season. We've got a lot of things planned, so you know, strap in. If you are a bit of an advocate for the women's game, please, uh, yeah, shout shout us out to your to your family, to your friends. Uh, we are really looking forward to uh, to promoting the game, and yeah, we've got a lot lot a lot of things planned. So stay tuned. And tonight we've got a bit of a special guest who we'll be introducing shortly. Uh, so yeah, really looking forward to that one. Straight into our first segment, uh, the huddle. And for our new listeners, the huddle is where we take a deep dive into a uh, particular team. Uh, and this week, we're focusing in on one of the game's most famous clubs. Please, no regrets out there. That is what a real champion is made of. The Broncos celebrate success once more. New South Wales have won women's state of origin on a great performance by the Australian Gillaroos. Champion teams do this. They find space, they find time. Loved watching her play and I think she'll take her game to another level. Yeah, we promised one of the most famous clubs in the game and we've certainly delivered that in the South Sydney Rabbitohs. And to make it even better, we've got one of their stars, one of their players who has joined the show as a special guest. Ellie Johnson, work, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. No, we're uh, really, really excited about having you. This is uh, a team that we've all followed very, very closely this season and, uh, yeah, really looking forward to, to, to getting into it. All right, well, let's have a quick look at the season, Ellie, because, you know, it was a, it was a bit of an interesting uh, squad mm-hmm. that was brought together, um, you know, a bit of a younger team, um, you know, a little bit of a challenging start to the season, but I guess they're growing pains as you sort of bring together a, a new younger team. Um, yeah, we started with a completely um, different team that was put together. Um, and, you know, there was several changes throughout the season, which made us start really not in a good way, I guess. We um, probably started to connect around the back end of the season, um, which was a bit too late. Yeah, no, it, it, it is a little bit challenging, isn't it? And I guess, you know, part of it is, you know, obviously the coaching staff trying to find the right players and, and, and you as players also too trying to find combinations and things. Were there particular things earlier on in the season that you were trying to sort of focus on in your game as you were sort of, you know, working your way through those early rounds? Um, yeah, for sure. Like um, I was playing in the second row, so um, I was focusing on my job, but um to do that, you got to have <clears throat> a connection around you. And um, we didn't really have that at the start, so it was hard to focus on what I needed to do. Yeah, absolutely. And and how did you find sort of the – how did you find the, the start of the season uh, block? Because, you know, some of the conversations we've had with other players in the Harvey Normans Women's Premiership in, in New South Wales is, you know, it, it, it is a little bit challenging because you've got a couple of buys in there and obviously round two – didn't go ahead. So that was a little bit disjointed as well, which I, I guess could have could have made things a little bit more challenging. Um, well, we started with a really um, tough roster. Um, we started with Sharks and, you know, they're a very uh, experienced older team and 
um, it didn't give us a good start for the year. And as a as a younger player, you know you're only twenty years old, right? Like, and this and you're like super new to rugby league. Like when you're starting out a in a in a newer sport in a new team uh, and finding those inconsistencies because you're building such a new team. Like, what was the hardest thing for you? Like in terms of skills or anything to pick up? Um, well, for this year was I guess obviously being um, probably still one of the youngest, but. There was actually girls younger than me um, trying to be a leader, I guess, um, you know, but <clears throat> having not much experience myself, it was also a tough gig to try and lead as well. Yeah, Ellie, I, um, I had the pleasure of watching you play last year and you were an absolute standout the moment you, you hit the field. <laughs> um, now, Dean is notorious. We're talking about the start of the season. Um there were, there were boot camps that you went on. Is is that right? Did you go on um, a boot camp this preseason? Um, I wasn't there because I, I had finished the NRLW season, so I was just coming back off a break from that. And I also had a few um, injuries that I had to get over. So I wasn't there, but I heard it was um, a very good and intense session. <laughs> Yeah, they, they always are just to sort of uh, build up those fitness levels. All right, Ellie, well, yeah, whilst there, it was a bit of a challenging start to the season, things definitely turned around. I mean, if we look at the back end of the season, you ended up uh, winning five, uh, sorry, four of the last five games. I mean, that's got to make you proud, you know, uh, you know, as, as you mentioned, you know, one of the, the, the leaders within the team to, you know, finish the season strong. Yeah, I guess we um, found our connections in the back end of the season, as probably most teams would, but... um. It was really, uh, yeah, you could really see it when we were starting to win some games. And obviously our last Tigers game was um, a massive win for us. And, um, yeah, it was probably one of our best games. Yeah, absolutely. That That's, you know, there was it was hard to sort of pick out one key feature games because, you know, each game sort of told a different story, especially towards the back end of the season where, you know, there was there was just some uh, some fantastic I guess, you know, a defensive play uh, that was sort of brought forward by, by the South Sydney Rabbitohs team. And, you know, you certainly were able to sort of, uh, you know, cross the, cross the line as well. But, yeah, let's, let's have a bit of a, a look at that game. So in the, in the last uh, round, you come up against the West Tigers and only a few weeks earlier, you know, you sort of competed against that team and, um, you know, you, you were unsuccessful. You know, you sort of lost that game 34 to 18. What was the feeling like coming into that last game? You know, obviously you'd won a few games earlier um, things were a little bit positive, but yeah, how was the, the lead up into that Tigers game? Um, well, it was, we just wanted to win. Like it was our last game and we hadn't had many wins under our belts. Um, <clears throat> so um, to win that game was just so big for us and we were so hungry to do it and we did it. No, it's uh, it's always it's always a great feeling when you when you get the result. Now, talk to us about the game itself because you know we're sort of you know we're looking at this one and you know a lot of us sort of watch this particular game and you know it it, it wasn't your normal you know the, the end result was fourteen uh, points to nil and I, I guess that's got to that's got to make uh, you know Tatasha's point that's got to make Dean very very happy as a coach anytime you you keep a team scoreless. But, you know, it, it didn't go all your way in that last game. I, I think, you know, the opposition had greater percentage. You guys were tested. You had to do a lot of defense. Um, you know, even for yourself, reflecting on, on that game, tell us a little bit about it. 
Um, like the scoreboard was going back and forth too. Like I think they started to catch up in the um, end of first half and it was quite close and we had some um, work to do to finish it off. Uh, for myself, we were defending again, like throughout the whole year. We just, I think we made probably double the amount of tackles because um, sometimes we forget how to finish it off, right? Um, um, but, yeah, we... Um, we got there in the end and that's all that matters. And talk to me about um, being, you know, the in 2020, so you won the Women's Player of the Year and you'd only yeah. started the sport the year before that, right? Um, yeah, so I only played a, a six-week comp back at home in um, mid-North Coast. So that was a nines comp, short six-weeks comp, and then I played, I got selected into the, in North Coast Bulldogs and I played um, country champs and then you know that was just like a, oh yeah I'll do it because I came from rugby union um, uh, rugby union so I had no idea what I was doing <laughs> I just thought you know what I'll give it a go and you started so, and you played Ellie, a little bit of sorry, and you, you played a little bit of lock as well um, I actually started in centers, mind you, and then I um moved into the I guess lock into the forwards and then have moved kind of back out to the edge um edge middle yeah and where do you where do you think because finding your position as a player is often quite challenging, especially when it you're is, just yeah. starting in a sport right so like what do you like about the position that you're playing in right now being in in at the prop role um well, I've been in the um second row position this year, and I was actually with South in that position last year um I love having like the i guess the freedom to run out wide and you're running in spaces or you're running at a little um half back <laughs> so I find that uh really good I've seemed to make a few more meters and I have an offload as well so that um you know it really helps <laughs> well I tell you what Ellie your game has come uh, um come a long way you did, did make a really good impression on those first few games that I watched you play but take us back to you were playing up in Port Macquarie uh I think you've you, you first played for the Kendall Blues and um, a, a certain player called Holly Wheeler had a bit of an influence on you. Can you take us through that story? Yeah, so I just played this uh, six-week nines comp and I was actually playing Holly. Um, I was actually playing against her. She was playing for Old Bar. And um, she kind of just pulled me aside at the end of the game and was just like, um, are you interested in playing for North Coast and Country Champs? And I was just like, yeah, why not? <laughs> like, you know, not thinking anything about it. So, yeah, so she was like, you should come play, you know, you'll, you'll have fun. So, yeah, I ended up coming, I guess. <laughs> Isn't it interesting? Well, thank just, you, Holly Wheeler. Yeah, yeah. Right. Just, these, uh, just these little interactions, these little conversations, and, you know, they can, uh, they can, change, they can change things. They- All right, well, let's have a look now at, uh, at the squad itself, so in terms of the Rabbitohs team and... Um, as you mentioned, you know there were there were quite a few players that that had uh, had some minutes this season, but yeah, it, it, it's hard to sort of pick out a few standouts because there are there is so much talent within the group. But um, talk to us a little bit. Let's start with the outside backs. Um, you know, let's talk through that group and the season that they had, and um, you know, just any sort of standouts or highlights in 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 that group. 
Um, obviously, Katie Brown. Like she, she. This was only her second season, and she hasn't played many games in um, two seasons. And at the end of the year, like she was just killing it with her like tackles and her. She just has this huge motivation drive, and she just brings so much energy. Um, I love playing with her. Um, she's a big leader. Even though she hasn't played many games, she's just a true leader. And she was actually quite horrible when she started. She was like, yeah, honestly, I, do- she I don't was... know how to tackle. I don't know what I'm yeah. doing. I just and really love to be well. here. Let, let's not forget that um, on Katie Brown's debut game, it was up against uh, the Central Coast <laughs> Roosters last year. Yes. Um, I was there on the hill with a sign going, go Katie, <laughs> go Katie. And uh, she got smashed with the very first touch of the ball, um, but she started in the in in the middle, isn't that right? In the yeah. forwards. Look, I I was actually oh. so I was on the edge, and then we had a few injuries, and I moved to the middle, and it was just after half time, and I was just I was standing at the the goalpost waiting for kickoff, and I was like, who's the other forward? And I looked to my right, and here's Katie Brown in a little head <laughs> getting ready to go, and I was like. Oh my God! Let's go. <laughs> uh, yeah, these are the, these are the special stories that uh, you know we look forward to bring uh, to to our listeners. Uh, you know, throughout throughout the next uh, yeah, well, throughout the rest of the the year and moving into next year. That's uh, that's brilliant, Ellie. Excellent. Um, yeah, and, and, and any other sort of outside backs? Um, yeah, that you'd wanted to sort of shout out here. Obviously, you know, your captain. Um, you know, played a played a big part in in, in the team yeah. this year. Yeah. So she was playing uh, mostly in the backs, but she's a very good utility player as well. Um, she's a really good hooker. Um, I feel like her game will go real far in the middle there. She's just really strong with the ball and um, really good in the middle. Yeah, Ellie, we're talking about um, your outside backs and um, another centre really caught my attention. Now, um, she's a current Wallaroo, so she plays for Australia in rugby union. She, yeah. yeah, can you tell us tell us a little bit about her and whether or not you can secure her for the Bunnies next year? Um, I think there's talk about securing her for next year, fingers crossed. Um, I think, oh, she's just a wrecking ball. <laughs> she can carry three people at once, like, like she did this year. She carried three people to the trail and put the ball down, like, <laughs> And I used to just, when I was playing next to her, I used to just pop it off to her and let her do her thing and we can, we'd score. But, yeah, it'd be amazing having her next year. Um, she's just, she's a great player. Yeah, I noticed that um, she didn't play every game, obviously, because of her rugby union commitments. Mm. Um, but in one of the games, she snatched away the last three tries to bring you guys the victory. So I'm really pleased to think that... Uh, we're working on uh, retaining her for next year. Yeah, there's definitely talk about it. Um, it wouldn't surprise me if she doesn't come because of her union, um, her union test matches and um, Waratahs as well. She plays a big part of those games. Um, but yeah, I I know there's talk about it, so fingers crossed. <laughs> And let's, uh, what about Akira Kelly? I mean, she, she played the Indigenous All-Stars round, obviously, this year, and she's, you know, she's quite the leader. How she, what, what's she like to play with? Um, Akira is great to play with. She's also young as well, but she was actually being a 
you know, I guess the leader out in the field, the talker and the one um, giving us all the directions. Um, I love, I loved playing uh, against her with her. Um, yeah, we, uh, to the back end of the season, we started really forming a really good connection. So hopefully uh, Kira's back next year. And you could definitely tell towards that back end of the season that like you guys were just starting to click and it, it was actually yeah. so exciting to watch. So I'm so super excited to see her back next season too. Yeah, no, I love playing beside her. She, um, she's going to be phenomenal in the future, I reckon. Yeah, I think she's definitely a player to watch. Um, yeah. Quite right, Ellie. But, and, what we saw her evolve, um, I think, it, you know, a big move was that um, she got to be play more of a running role, it, it, maybe in the 5'8 position when you moved your um, fullback, Hanine, into um, the sort of halfback role and you just saw Akira Kelly, you know, play out of her skin. She was taking the line on a lot more. She was running the ball a lot more, her long kicking game. Yeah, no, she especially when Hanin got moved to um half back, it gave it's like it gave Akira so much um confidence and opportunity to do more stuff with the ball. Um and then which also gave us an opportunity to do something. Yeah, absolutely. No, and I think I think what's exciting about players like Akira is you know, I, I, and, and this is what's exciting about the Rabbitohs group as a whole is, you know, the, a lot of these players are younger and, and you know, you can sort of build you know, sort of three, four, five, six year sort of connections here. I mean, this is this is a, a really young group and, and one that's um, still got a lot, a lot of potential in it and, um, yeah, has a very, very exciting future ahead, Ellie. So, um, yeah, we're all very, very excited for you. All right, so, yeah, we talked a little bit about the outside, outside backs and, and some of your halves there, but let's uh, let's move forward now to some of your fellow forwards. Uh, yeah, talk to us about the engine room and, you know, some of the, the challenges that you had along the way in the season. It was, um, yeah, it's, it's definitely, you know, for those that aren't across the New South Wales Harvey Normans Women's Premiership, it is a, it, you know, it, it's, it's a very high-level uh, competition. There's, there's a lot of quality week in, week out. Um, I guess we were also, you know, mix matching with um, people in the middle, I guess. So it would be someone different weekly, which was hard, but um, we were also struggling with injuries. So Sinetti, one of our big strong forwards, she actually started playing probably from the middle to the end of the season. And she's, you know, she's a a big, strong runner, like so much damage in the middle. Um, yeah, I can't wait to watch her next year. She's definitely a player of the future. Yeah, no, and it's definitely challenging when you sort of get those injuries. Uh, talk to us a little bit about, you know, some of those experiences that you've had so far in your career. You know, touch wood, you, you got through the season, uh, you know, relatively unscathed. That's fantastic. But, yeah, just talk to us a little bit about your history in and around some of those injuries and some of the recoveries that you've sort of been through. I have been very lucky in my short little career with rugby league. I haven't had any injuries. Um, I've only had that knee injury last year before in NRLW, which was um, the probably the worst one and scariest one I've had um, since with rugby league. Ellie, I just wanted to just touch base on your injury. You talked about having an MCL injury last year and then coming back to back with your regular season. How was the transition between going from NRLW and then coming back into the season? Like, what was that like? Obviously, last year was your first, uh, in 2020 was your first year with the Rabbitohs? Yeah. Yep. Um, um, so well, I guess, yeah. Um, 
I was playing the NRLW season with the injury, so um, I kind of just had to deal with it. But then obviously I had a lot of time off um, from football and then gradually came back to uh, pre-season. And I came back to pre-season very late, so I was I actually felt like the newbie into pre-season because I knew no one, all different faces and, um, yeah, all different faces, all different crew, Um but yeah, I found it difficult in a way, like because you're having to get your fitness back, and um, it's kind of hard uh, resting, but then trying to keep fit in a way. Like I, I struggled with that. Yeah, well, Ellie, you, you, you certainly um, have been working on your fitness, and and it has shown um, in the games that I was watching. And we we're talking about the the forwards, and there was a lot of changes. I noticed in the in the last game. Uh, your number 12 was Tia Cook. Now, I've heard that she's a bit of a young gun, but she's also a bit of a joker. Is is that right yeah. about her? Yeah, she's a good one to uh, have it as a teammate. She's a bit of a joker and good fun. But um, Tia is definitely one to uh, – she came from the Tigers, actually. Um, she's definitely one to look at for the um, future. She uh, Once she has a few more games under her belt, um, I really think she's going to be – a great one to watch. Yeah, absolutely. And, and I guess thinking about your your own, you know, career so far, is there anyone that, that that sort of had a big influence on your career so far, whether it's, you know, fellow players as you've sort of, you know, played in different squads or coaches? Yeah, is, is there anyone that sort of comes to mind who's sort of had, a, had I guess, the biggest impact on your career so far? Um, it's i got to think about that one, but... Um... I guess playing NRLW last year, um, having uh, leaders like Kezi and, you know, uh, Keely, like playing in the middle with Keely, you know, I really look look up to those girls. Um, they were just such good experienced leaders to have to help mentor me through that season. Yeah, absolutely. No, it's a, it's a special group that you were a part of there. And uh, yeah, definitely, um, you know, puts you in a really good position, especially, you know, when, when you're sort of playing uh, here for the South Sydney Rabbitohs. All right, guys, we'll look at, you know, as we saw, you know, from that, from that last, uh, in those last few rounds and a really strong uh, finish to the season, you know, the, the 2022 season for the South Sydney Rabbitohs, you know, there's, there's a lot of promise and potential there. Let, let's just go around the grounds quickly and have a a bit of a discussion about our predictions for next season. Stacey, you're going to start with you. Where will the South Sydney Rabbitohs finish in 2022? Yeah, look, I reckon if if they continue with the form that they had when they were finishing up the back end of last season and they set those combinations earlier, um, I think we could definitely see them uh, bumping up a couple of spots, finishing around the, third, uh, around the fourth or fifth mark for sure. Up here? Yeah, look, I agree with Stacey. I think um, to Ellie's point, like you guys just had a slow start to the season. Um, back end, you guys, had, that's when really the combinations were happening for the team. Still a very young team, and I think um, I'm hoping to see them up in the top six next year for sure. I think you guys you guys can keep the combos working and um, keeping those uh, uh, keeping focus on those one percenters, as you mentioned before, I, I can definitely see you guys back up in the top six. Yeah, well, look, for me and Ellie, it's the South, and you heard it here first, the South Sydney Rabbitohs will be playing finals football next year. There's just way too much talent in this roster. Um, yeah, there's just too much potential there. So, yeah, really looking forward to the Bunnies, uh, yeah, jumping up the ladder next year. Uh, Tasha, what's your thoughts on next season? Well, it's it's surprising, but we're all agreeing um, with um, 
the Bunnies certainly jumping up, uh, especially winning four out of their last five games this season. Um, I've got them maybe squeezing into fourth. I, I just um, I can't see them taking, you know, teams like Central Coast Roosters, Mounties or Sharks just yet. So I think they'll be in the top three and I'm thinking the Bunnies will slip into that fourth position next year. And Ellie, what, what's, your, what's your thoughts? Obviously, we spoke yeah. a little bit, yeah. Yeah, I agree with Tasha. I reckon we can really push for um, fourth place once, you know, we have a bit more experience, I guess, and I reckon a better preseason, um, we could be really pushing for fourth. Yeah, no, that that's that's uh, yeah, no, it's great to see that uh, you know we're all sort of on on the same page there, and I guess we're all sort of seeing the same sort of talent out there on the football field, and I guess we're all just you know really excited now about uh, you know hopefully the the off season you know moving through pretty quickly, and we can uh, yeah watch the South Sydney Rabbitohs uh, perform again very very soon. All right, guys, well, let's jump into our final segment now, Rapid Fire. And we're going to talk all about that and a whole bunch of other things. What you need to know tonight. Sincere apologies to Matt Damon. We ran out of time for him tonight. We'll get him on the air again soon. Oh, my boss is singing closing time. Maybe that's what you're doing. Yeah, and on Rapid Fire tonight, we have an interesting question. Uh, tonight, we're going to go around the grounds on who do we think is, uh, you know, one of the best coaches in the game right now. Uh, Pierre, we're going to start with you. Thanks, Dan. Um, I've actually gone with Darren Borthwick from the Mounties. I think um, I think it's hard. It's inevitably <laughs> obvious that you know with the Mounties and how well they finished off the season, um, and as well, even if you go back two seasons ago, they obviously didn't enter a team last year, but two seasons ago they also finished top of the ladder as well. So um, I think he's definitely a coach to look out for. Yeah, no, done done a, an amazing job with that group and another team that's going to be you know, very, very competitive going into next season. Uh, Stacey? Yeah, look, I haven't um, I haven't played favourites here even though we're talking about the Bunnies, but I just wanted to give Dean Witters a special call out. I mean, you know, the guy's obviously doing really good things to have the team come together like he did um, and having, you know, coach the Indigenous women's all-stars team since like 2000 and, uh, 2012. Uh, you know, He's, he's been a stalwart around the game and what he's trying to do is trying to instill, you know, how important it is to represent South Sydney because it is that historical, you know, long-lasting. It's, it's got something behind it. So the culture that he's building there is fantastic. Yeah, absolutely. And he brings, you know, a lot of experience. You know, he's sort of been there and done it and he's, um, you know, experienced a lot in his own career. So obviously he can, you know, educate his players and, uh, you know, doing, doing, a, doing a great job there. Uh, Ellie, what about yourself? You've been lucky enough to play under you know, a number of really talented coaches. Who, who's your thoughts in terms of, you know, some of the uh, the best coaches in the comp uh, um, in the game right yeah, now? Yeah, I have been coached by some great coaches, but um, Kylie Hilda, like I would love to be coached by her. You know, she's a great um, legend of the game. Yeah, absolutely. No, from all reports, Kylie is, um, you know, she, she's something special. You know, I, I think the ability to kind of bring together, you know, highly talented individual players and kind of build combinations and, uh, yeah, what she's been able to do uh, in her coaching career so far, you know, really remarkable job. Uh, look, for me, I'm going to jump over the fence and as a as proud New South Welshman, I had to be really independent here, but um, just got to pay my respects to uh, Tani Norris uh, up there in Queensland. I thought, uh, <laughs> you know, I was there in the rain in the, in the grandstand watching that state of origin uh, and there was, um, yeah, I just thought that was a really well-coached performance. Uh, the team was... Um, you know, really, really well put together. I thought they played to the conditions. I thought they played really, really well, and they made their adjustments. Um, you know, throughout that game. So no, that was that was a really impressive 
performance and one we've come to expect from Tani. Uh, Tasha, what about yourself? You know what, Dan? As a, um, a former player of many, many, many moons ago, I am just so happy to hear that it's a tough decision to come up with who is the greatest coach in the women's game at the moment because there are so many, and I agree with all of you, that the coaches that, that you've come up with. But I'm going to throw another one in the mix, and I don't think you can go past uh, John Strange, the Central Coast Roosters um, coach. He's gone through undefeated this year. He's taken out the premiership. He's been given the head coach position with the NRLW Roosters, and the players talk with their feet. You know, the, uh, no no less than 11 players from the Central Coast Roosters are prepared to go over and play NRLW under this man, John Strange, that they obviously respect and admire. He's also uh, attracted people from rival clubs, um, you know, the likes of Jess Sergis. So whatever John Strange has got going, it's, um, it's pretty well respected by the players and, yep, I'm going to choose him. Yeah, absolutely. No, and it's it's interesting, you know, that, that no two coaches are completely the same, but, you know, uh, someone like John, you know, he, he's got the full, you know, he's got a full range of skills, you know, obviously he, he's great. He's, he's able to sort of bring the team together and, like you said, attract a lot of talent. But, yeah, technically what he's been able to do with that squad with the Central Coast Roosters, they are certainly a powerhouse and, uh, yeah, another team that we're looking forward to watching uh, next season. All right, Ellie, just wanted to uh, just jump in and, and thank you so much for uh, for jumping in tonight. We really, really appreciate you joining the show and giving us a little bit of an insight into the South Sydney Rabbitohs. We've, uh, we've sort of been following your career so far and we're really looking forward to, uh, to what next year has to offer. Um, thank you so much. Yeah, next year's definitely going to be a, a big one for all the all the girls in league so very excited thank you so much for having me no anytime and that's exactly right next year is going to be a huge year of uh, of rugby league in the women's game so for everyone supporting go out buy your memberships get to football you know once we come out of this lockdown it's going to be it's going to be a great season everyone's really really excited we're really excited here at mojo sports and uh, really looking forward to it it's going to be awesome all right, guys. Well, look, that's all the time we have tonight. Just wanted to thank my uh, amazing panel for uh, yeah another great show covering all things rugby league. And to our listeners, if you did enjoy the show, uh, please find us, please download, subscribe. That really helps. And uh, yeah, look for us out on social media. We're available on all platforms. Please like, comment, send us some feedback. And until next week, we'll see you then. You have been listening to Mojo Sports. Thank you for your support. It is very much appreciated. The team and I are trying to build something a little different here, so everyone's support is very much appreciated. Continue to support the podcast, download, subscribe, check out our social media channels, give us a follow, and be sure to tell your friends about Australia's best-kept secret. This is Mojo Sports.